when Beyonce's voice comes in at the end, it's like a knife because they start showing like real clips, clips of their yeah. lives. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't even realize when I started swinging with the with the Williams sisters. Like there was one point where like Venus was about to swing at the end, and like I just saw my hand was going. <laughs> <Lol>. <laughs> like you know when your dad is heading heading the ball with the yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was me. Welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast and welcome to West Philadelphia where, you know, I was born and raised. Today we're talking about the Fresh Prince himself, King Richard Starr, Mr. Will Smith. Later we're going to give our favourite Will Smith performances but first we're going to talk about his latest movie and latest Oscar nomination, the Richard Williams biopic, King Richard. And joining me to talk all things Big Willie. It's a couple of guys who were up to no good. It's Abukan Kosa. How's everyone doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Thanks for having me here. You know, I never know. What? I never know what bank he's going to see when he's introducing people. So it's always a it's always a fun, <laughs> fun discovery. The guys doing a lot of improv because that was very good. <laughs> um, okay, so before we go into this episode about Fresh Prince himself, like I said. Quick up admin. For those who are new on the podcast, we're in the middle of movie season as we head towards the Oscars at the end of this month. And we've put out some very fun episodes in the last few weeks. We started things off by talking about the very divisive Don't Look Up, as well as our favorite Leo DiCaprio performances. And since then, we've had some friends over to talk about Dune, West Side Story, In the Heights, Tick Tick Boom, Nightmare Alley, and our favorite Leo DiCaprio performances. And last week, we spoke about Rebecca Hall's passing and Maggie Gyllenhaal's The Lost Daughter, two movies that are currently available on Netflix. And then we highlighted some of our favorite female-directed movies from last year. As always, if you're listening on a podcast app that allows you to, please review and rate this podcast. It really helps us get out there. So, like I said, we're going to talk about King Richard. We're going to talk about Will Smith. We're going to talk about some of our favorite performances of his over the last almost 30 years. Um, And yeah, we'll do all that. Midly after this break. When I was your age, I used to have to fight every day. If it wasn't the Ku Klux Klan or the police or the white boys from the next town, somebody was always beating on me for something. And I ain't had no daddy to stand in their way. This world ain't never had no respect for Richie Williams. But they're going to respect y'all. They're going to respect y'all. Yeah, King Richard. So King Richard is the biopic about Venus and Serena Williams' father, Richard Williams. It's directed by Reynaldo Marcus Green, starring and produced by Will Smith, and also um, produced, executive produced by Venus and Serena and produced by Isha Price, who is their sister. Let's just go straight into it. Kosa, what do you think about this movie? Man, that movie hit me right in my chest, man. There's so much love involved in making that movie. Hmm. There's so much care. You could see it. Will Smith was in his zone. Like, he was still Will Smith, but 
I could see him become someone else. His accent was on point. Like even while I was watching the movie, I had to keep taking breaks to like go on YouTube and see clips of Richard Williams to see like, did Richard Williams actually do that? Hmm. And there's actually a lot of cool footage online of Richard Williams at uh, Venus and Serena's early early tournaments and stuff. Yeah. So uh, it was really it was really cool to see. I loved the movie. I'll, I'll rate it. I only give 10 out of 10 to God, so I rate it 9 out of 10. <laughs> what a Nigerian lecturer thing to say. Evoka, <laughs> um, how many times did you cry during watching this film? Okay, wait. So, like, I'm going to talk about how King Richard has a film before we get into Will Smith and everything that he was doing in the film. I love this film, and Banky says how many times did I cry? Because as soon as I left this film, I messaged Banky, like, I can't believe how emotional that film got me. Like, at so many different points. And I was trying to explain that it wasn't even, like, sadness or, like, black pain. I don't even know why I was emotional. Like, now it's been, like, months since I've seen the film. But I still can't explain to you why I was emotional. Like, I was just smiling, happy tears. Like, it was crazy, man. Like, I don't even know if it was... Like, it wasn't even happiness. I was just like, rah, this man really wanted... Because it was crazy. Okay, this is what it was. It wasn't like I was happy. It wasn't like I was sad. I was just in awe that this man said this would happen and this shit actually happened. It's like, I saw the end of the story. Like, I know who Serena and Venus Williams are and, like, this is how it all came to pass. Like, you're seeing behind the curtains. It's just, it was a beautiful film and then, the obviously, Beyonce's song at the end. So, let me just tell you, multiple times, I teared up. If you watch this film, you will tear up multiple times. And another thing about, like, Kosa said is that, like, Richard Williams was such a guy that everything that's in the film there's real-life video and footage of it. Will Smith is brilliant. His wife in the movie is brilliant. Ah, she's too hard. Venus Williams is brilliant. It's, it's, it's an amazing film, man. What's his name? John Bernthal is great. Oh, boy, usual. Johnny Bernthal, man. Yeah. I was just coming in, just being great. Came in Ford versus Ferrari was great. Came here was great. He's, he's great. He's a great supporter. Yeah, we're definitely going to um, talk about Anthony Ellis in a second and talk about, like, the film's Oscar nominations. But there's something you said about how, like, what you were feeling, Ibuka, in the film. It wasn't black pain, and you weren't feeling sad. Like, what was it? And I think the best way I was able to single what that feeling is is that this is like a sports movie. This is a feel-good sports movie, right? This is when the team, the underdog or whatever, like, finally makes it. And you have that feeling of, it's a mixture of pride and... So many weird emotions where you're like, yes, you're right. Cause it's not as if you're watching 12 years sleep and you're crying, you're crying for, for good things, but also it's not, it's just, yeah. It's even so interesting where the movie ends. I mean, yeah. this is real life. So I can't really say a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Not spoiler. We, don't even see, we don't even see Serena doing her thing. Yeah. It doesn't end when they're adults. It doesn't end when Venus wins a match. Like she loses a match quite heartbreakingly. Like the way she loses that match. Yeah. The movie chooses to end there. Can I say something here? Mm-hmm. Is that like, I watched this movie around the time when Virgil passed, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, coming out of this film, I was so... This is one of the emotions I was feeling. I was so happy because, yeah, everyone knows who Serena and Venus Williams are. But I think Mm -hmm. it's easy to downplay what they actually are and what they mean for, like, black girls around the world, black people around Mm -hmm. the world, black people in America. Mm -hmm. It's easy to not actually take it in. So I'm happy that, like, this story is being told like, in something as solid as a Will Smith film. Because the reason why I brought up the Virgil point is that, yeah, it's so easy to think of, you know, Virgil as that designer guy. But the walls he's broken, the barriers he's broken, 
what he he's, he means to people who are in that line of work must be yeah. crazy. So it's the same thing with I'm like as black people, these stories are really important to be solidified. So people never take it for granted what these guys did. Yeah, I mean it's the Lewis Hamilton thing, right? Like you forget that like he's literally the only black F one driver. You're like, oh, what is yes, like he, he shouldn't be there. <laughs> he's literally should be like he said it. What which, which I really said we belong in a ghetto. <laughs> like so, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was only on my rewatch that I caught this. Where in that final tennis game um, between Venus and the I think she's Spanish, the Spanish woman. Yeah, the the film takes the time to actually show you the black people in the audience. Like, these guys would not be watching this match if they didn't know that Venus Williams was going to... Like, black people did not care about tennis like that. But they are there, and they are cheering for Venus because, like, she's one of their own. Like you said, we do not, we are not meant to be here. Um, let's, before we just talk about the movie, let's just talk about very quickly about what Richard Williams did. Okay. Without, I mean, none of us here has, like, an encyclopedic knowledge of his life or what he did, but just yeah. the basic stuff. To literally write out this plan before this, these girls are born. Like, I was thinking, I was saying, what if... What if you took them to the to the court one day and they were just they were just shit? Yeah, they were just like, like I don't like this. <laughs> and like it's not that I don't like this that you can train. Like they actually like, cry. They were just time. bad. <laughs> it, it, it's a kind of obsessive parent that uh has led to a lot of great people like M. Michael Jackson, his dad being that guy that forced him to do it from when he was a kid. Yeah. Obviously Richard Williams. There are other people. I can't really think of one another one right but now. You know, but you I mean, there's that great I don't know, there's that great Atlanta episode, Teddy Perkins in season two, where he talks about like overbearing parents. Yeah. But it's funny. And this is why I like like it because I said, like I like that this movie exists, is because I thought Richard Williams was was Joe Jackson. Yeah. I thought he was like a terrible dad and like he was but like this movie painted what Venus and Serena experienced. Like he wasn't like Yeah. He wasn't like one of the tennis players. He was like, have fun. Like, yeah, this is the plan. And we want to do plan, but you still have to have fun. I don't want, I'm not like Joe Jackson that's going to force my kids to like go touring at five. Right. So I, I, and that was my email. And that was what the media, the white media, that was what the media painted um, Richard Williams as like this crazy dad who was forcing his, what, seven, six year old kids' daughters to do this. But he was just like, this is the way out of the ghetto. Yes. But also, I want you guys to have fun. I don't want to be like, yeah, be like all the other white parents in, in the tennis court. Hey, what are you going to say? No, you know, Venus said something that like, he played a trick on them that's like it got to the point where they were the ones begging him to play tennis. Mm-hmm. So their punishment was, okay, you can't play tennis. Or if they do badly at school, it would be like, okay, no tennis today. So like yeah. it got to the point where they were the ones who were now begging him, like, dad, dad, let's go play tennis. Let's go play tennis. So he did it in such a way that, you know, tennis was this fun thing he did with them. And yeah. then when they didn't have that, they wanted it. So yeah. Yeah. He's obviously a man, I'm sure, who had a lot of flaws. And, like, the movie doesn't... It is very, very weird because like, Serena and Venus were involved in this movie. Like I said, the other sister, Isha Price, was involved in this movie. Like, the movie doesn't run away from showing some of those, his flaws. Like, yeah. he's called proud and, like, a lot in the movie and, like, from people that are telling the truth. Like, that scene with yeah. um, Angenio Ellis. But he wasn't like, you guys are, are meal tickets out of here and you need to... He was still like, you guys need to focus on school. You guys need to learn other languages. You guys need to play the piano. You guys need to go to church. Yeah. And it's just not what I thought Richard Williams was. And he emphasized it was for them. Mm-hmm. Like, he never made the uh, us thing or, like, he emphasized it was for them. Yeah, like like I said, he has lots of flaws and Tony Goldwyn's character says some of those flaws. John Bernthal says some of those flaws and Junior Ellis' character says some of those flaws and he's like, He's not a perfect guy, but he wasn't the villain. At least I thought 
thought he was before I watched this movie. Yeah, because I, I don't know how familiar you are with tennis or anything, but like mm-hmm. the way if even when you go watch the interviews and like go watch anything about Richard Williams, he does seem like the villain, like the way he walks, the way he talks, mm-hmm. the way he's just like there in the crowd, like with his arms folded, looking like there is something intimidating about him. So I was very, you know, pleasantly yeah, surprised. Yeah, like I said, it's the, the white media perception <laughs> or the way they've, yeah. they've painted him. And it's, it's just, I, I really like that this, this movie exists. And I love the scenes where they were just decking all those white girls, man. <laughs> and all their parents were so pissed. Just, what were those called? Just slap them. That dad will throw rackets. And then, and then. Go, go, and then Richard, Richard remained respectful. And that will piss me off more. If your child is whooping my child, do yeah. not now tell me, good game, you know, like, keep going, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I was a bit surprised, though, that, uh, that he didn't want to talk about tennis outside of when they were actually playing tennis, like the scene in the car. Hmm. Where he was like, stop talking about, stop gloating and stuff. And then he, yeah, I think that watch. was more about them not becoming too pompous than about. I'm sure, like, if they were calm, he would have said, let's talk about tennis. But, like, he also wanted them to just yeah. not. I mean, I'm sure a lot of that is movie magic. And yeah. even just quickly, before we go and talk about Will Smith, particularly, I think I sent this to you because I was listening to an interview with Serena. And there's that scene towards Please, the end. Please let film. him guess. Let him guess. No, let him guess. You made me oh, guess. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. How, okay, Ibuka, how, how would I pose this question? Let's, I don't okay, know. How, let me, let me do it. So, Kosa, yeah, out of everything in that film that you think might have been dramatized, you know, for effect, yeah. yeah, which parts would you, like, which part would you think is... 100% movie magic. Yeah, there's no way that happened. There's no way that actually happened? Yeah. Yes. Ah... Uh, which parts? I can uh, let's. I can give you a clue. It's a conversation. Is it a scene where he interrupts the interview? No, 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 no. no. That actually, there's footage of that on YouTube. Yeah, no, I mean, we, are, we all know that. Oh, happened, I, yeah. Are you are you saying okay? Which which scene do I think definitely did not happen? Yeah, happened, there's no yeah. way that happened. That's just movie magic. Mm. That's just Hollywood bullshit. Ah, uh, maybe that scene where they brought that contract to sign that's two million and then it I, honestly i don't know man i thought everything was real like I, I <laughs> that's fair me. that's fair wait apparently this is not the answer but apparently you know that scene where he fought during the meeting yeah 100 real oh shit really 100 real apparently oh, oh yeah <laughs> that's crazy man well see that conversation he has with the agents yeah yeah that's the one thing i need like sometimes i need white people to understand that yeah it's like Will wasn't accusing that guy of being a racist. Yeah. He just wanted him to say what like he was like it was like, you know why it's difficult for me. So why is incredible, yeah. Yeah, he was like it was already on the defensive, like, you know, I'm not a racist. I'm like, yeah, we know you're not a racist, but you know Who knows? say what you want, like complete the yeah. statement. Like it's incredible because you know, you guys are black, it's difficult. So the answer, which to me I can't believe, was the conversation he has with Serena. Where he's like, Venus is going to be number one, but you're going to be the greatest of all time. Oh. Like. So that's, that's fake, right? No, that's real. That's real? He said it? Yeah, Serena was like, he had that, that conversation with her. Oh, shit. And I'm just like, what? I, I just assumed it was real. I didn't think it was movie magic at all. I just, I, it doesn't look really, like, how can, I mean, I'm like, I'm like what? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, because obviously our parents know things about us that we never really know. And they know like, oh, what, yeah. what you should study and things like that. But just like to say oh, I know Venice is going to be the number one and I put you in her shadow because I knew you would not 
like you fight and whatever, and I know you're going to be the greatest of all time. It's just like, okay, Richard Williams, like, do you want to take your skills somewhere else? Like, some people need <laughs> actual suiting. What is this? I need the lottery numbers. <laughs> yeah, if, I was like, if, bro. If Serena was going to be better than Venus, and Venus was going to be number one, then it's only like he could definitely yeah. see that Serena was going to be better than Venus. I mean, like you can you can tell who's better. You can tell who's better. And to be honest, all this stuff made me think about like all the people that. Another thing that got me emotional was all the people that have these dreams, all these people that think they're going to do this and they're going to do that, yeah. and it just doesn't happen for them. You know, it just made me emotional as well because so many people want to do so many great things, and so many people are actually working to do this great thing. Yeah. Obviously, some people just daydream, but so many people are actually working, and you know, at the end of the day, there can only be one, two, three, four, five, ten, twenty, fifty people there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Richard Williams, it's like, I'm happy. There's, I remember people were like, oh, why is there a movie about him and not about Serena and Venus or whatever? I'm like, yeah, Serena and Venus, like, they are legends. Like, what they've done will go down in history, but like, not to praise the man in the, wom- in the, in the, in the women's stories, but like, that's wild. That's like to to have that what seventy page plan or whatever before they are born and like eighty five before they are born to go and have the kids because of it. Like <laughs> at the time he had this plan, she wasn't even pregnant. Yeah, no, so he was he like, let's, let's go have kids. Yeah, let's go have two more kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had this plan, just... and then apparently she goes, "What if it's not a girl?" And then you know, like if you've seen the film, you know, Richard was like, "It was like it ain't gonna be no boy." <laughs> Like, she acted like he just knew he was going to have two girls. This is insane. Um, let's talk about Will. Let's talk about Will in this movie quickly because... Yeah. Um, Will is very good in this movie. Very, very. And I, I don't know how else to put it. Like, he's actually just very good at this movie. And, like, it... So, there's something I was, I was going to mention later, but I might as well say it here now. So, it came out that... I think the studios and everything and Will, because Will is a producer as well, we're going to go the whole, like, cosmetic roots and make him look like Richard Williams and apparently the makeup and hairstyling group had done it and he looked like Richard Williams and everything well then the director was like no 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 we're not doing that like you already walk like Richard Williams you sound like Richard Williams we're not doing that whole makeup you in a makeup chair for three hours or whatever and I'm so happy they did that because I think it just makes performance just like it stands on its own He's not living under like seven layers of makeup or whatever. And you're like, oh, he made a transformation. Like the performance stands on his own. I think, yeah, I think Will is just very good in this in this movie. And I think in every we we've had this discussion about being a movie star. And like even when he's like Richard Williams is hunching a lot. He's wearing these shorts that like are going up to his wherever. And like he never he's never shaved, even when he has his comfortable quote unquote money wise. And it's just like, but every scene Will Smith as an is a movie star still comes out. So, but yeah. Because you're on this podcast talking about Will Smith. What do you think about Will in this movie? Man, I think I think he killed it. I think he transformed, like you said, his voice, his posture. It, it was just so Richard Williams. And like I said, I was going back to watch other interviews of Will Smith. Sorry, other interviews of Richard Williams to see like if he got like the whole thing and he did. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I aspire to be like as dedicated as that. I don't know how much time he put into perfecting the character, but it was just wonderful to see. And, and even like, uh, just the emotions, man, like that scene where they decked the guy, the playground, man, probably the guy, the guy went to God, get his gone. I was about to blast this guy, man. That's one scene I want to know if it's real. That's one scene I want to know if it actually happened. I think, I think he definitely got beat up. 
raising yeah. so many girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I think that was very movie magic to be honest, because like what are the odds of him pulling up and just when he's pulling up, that's when a rival gangbagger decides you, did you just ask did you just ask what are the odds in a story about Richard Williams? I mean to be fair to be fair that's true like the odds are always when it comes to Richard Williams the odds don't, don't matter but no I'm thinking like there was probably like a guy who was um harassing Yetunde harassing Yetunde that's her name Yetunde R.I.P. R.I.P. so I'm sure there was probably a guy that was harassing Yetunde and maybe Richard thought about doing something and then that guy also died in the drive by but they, they didn't all happen like in the same yeah, same sequence yeah. but anyway um yeah Ibuka. will 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 in this movie was amazing man like we've spoken about the transformation like he became richard williams the the hunching the accent the you know i was taken aback in a few moments because i was like i know banky's saying like you could still see the movie star in it but I, I feel like that's so different from Will Smith. Because like, if you see Will Smith in real life, he's to me, he's so different from what Richard Williams is mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. film or what Richard Williams is mm-hmm. like. And the reason why like Will Smith might win the Oscar is because he does like a whole range of emotions yeah. in this film. Like he does, you know, there's a scene where they come, where child protection services come to the house. Uh. There's a scene where he's talking to Venus before the big match. There's the scene where he does the interview with the what's it called the agents and whatever but yeah like will will has mm-hmm. so many great scenes and he just this is an all-timer performance from him mm-hmm. he he's smart in a way he's picked two very good biopics of two people with such a massive personality that if he does it well you will see that he's done it well. Oh, like, Ali? We know how Ali is. Yeah, we know how but Ali is. But he also has is. two other biopics now. Concussion. <laughs> Concussion, yeah. Tell the truth. See, that's what I'm saying. But like, think about the two. Like, these are ones with like huge personalities. We know how these people are. So like, it's actually a challenge yeah. because mm-hmm. if he doesn't do it perfectly, we would like notice, we would feel that, mm, you know, he tried, but it could have been yeah. better. Uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's so... I don't know. God, God bless Will Smith. God bless, <laughs> bless Will Smith. Smith. Okay, that should be the fact. <laughs> and it's, it's 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 difficult to see him, uh, being turned into this meme now on Twitter and all that. It's it's very difficult to see because, like, even I Will Smith just got Instagram like just before the pandemic or the year of the pandemic. When when did the guy get Instagram? He got Instagram very recently. And all he, everything he's just good vibes. Just as we quickly wrap, wrap up our Ken uh, Richard discussion, I think Ibuka um, mentioned this, and it's actually no. We'll, t- we'll talk about that in a second. Let me let's quickly talk about um, Anjanu. So obviously, this movie is nominated for six Oscars this year, Best Picture. What are the Oscars? Yeah, that's I'm literally about to start saying it. Right, that's that's how it works. I give the setup and then I conclude with the answer. Okay, so nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor. Best Supporting Actress, Anjanu Ellis. Best Screenplay, Best Film Editing, and Best Original Song song by Beyonce. I'm so happy that Anjanu Ellis got nominated for this performance. I'm so happy that people saw it and people were like, let's nominate this woman for this. You see what you just did? How you walk away when something's not finished? You, you just, did you just see that? You see that? That's what you do. That's what you do with, you, with, 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 with all your businesses. Remember the, the, the cement company business, the, mm-hmm. the cleaning company business? All your other kids. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. You sound like you got something you need to get off your chest. Don't let God stop you. Say what you need to say. Oh, I said it. Your son showing up in that red Nissan truck knocking on my door. And all you had to say was, oh, look, it's my son. He found me. And then all your other kids showing up after that. Okay. See, another woman would have left. But I stayed because I don't quit. You, you're the one who leaves. Well, go ahead then. Go ahead, don't, don't I'm gonna st stay right here until the job is done. Don't stay here doing me no favors. Richard, you think I'm staying here because of you? I stay here because of my girls. I stay here because I answer to something higher than Richard Williams, and you better be glad. Because if I was staying here for you, I would have been gone a long time ago. I just really, I really like her performance. Obviously, we've seen her in When They See Us and Lovecraft Country in recent years. I'm just happy that she got nominated for this. And she was in Lovecraft Country? Yeah. She was like was she the mom that went on that whole space journey. Oh, yeah, that's her. Oh, yeah. True, 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 true. Also, for you guys, for you guys who think they might have whitewashed Richard Williams, she calls him a deadbeat, and they have a whole conversation about that. So. Yeah, exactly. They didn't really go in depth into it, Chef. I mean, they didn't, but when they said it to me, I was like, like, which was like your other kids. I was like, ooh, I was like, that's. <laughs> they went there. And Richard was like, you have something you want to say? Look at this house. I'm looking. Look where you I'm live. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm where would looking. you live if it wasn't for me? Where would you be? Stuck in some apartment with three kids and no daddy. That's where you would be. Listen, Neil, that's your ego and your bragging. You're just scared. You're just scared. Scared you will fail. Scared that the world will look at you and see another dumb. Nigga. And you know what? You think they might be right. I have never, never thought that about you. Speaking of the Oscars, I feel like we should have got one for costume design. Because, yeah, you see that scene? Yeah. It where, like, Venus goes into the tournament and the thing pans like from down up and it's like her outfit with the beads with the beads oh, yeah, that was I almost stood up in the cinema <laughs> and started clapping, clapping. because <laughs> <laughs> it was like can you imagine how this one like I said like, why I'm happy this movie exists because yeah can you imagine how badass that moment is like you really felt the weight of that moment mm -hmm. like look at this little 16 year old black girl was she 16? 15? year old black girl and she's stepping out in front of the whole country and she's got braids and beads, and she's about to, like, beat the media darling. Uh, okay, so I think just to wrap up our conversation on the film, my, my final notes when I watched the film was, like, I was, as a football fan, I'm just very sad as to how well they were able to shoot, like, tennis. Like, tennis looked so cinematic when yeah. they shot this. I was yeah. still waiting for, like, the football film or TV show that makes football look like. This cinematic. Uh, what about Ted Lasso? Mm, Ted Lasso does lots of things right. Shooting football is not like the best of it. <laughs> um, yeah, Obi-Wan, so before we finally wrap up our conversation on King Richard, I mean, a movie that we, I think we all really love and recommend to anyone who hasn't seen it yet. Please, if you haven't seen King Richard, really go see it. It's probably just for performances, if not anything else. And How can you even see it? Is, it? is it on streaming or is this in cinema? Oh, uh, it's on HBO, HBO Max. Max. HBO. Crave here in Canada. Also, by the way, we can't skip or talk about King Richard without talking about 
I'm so sorry I don't know her name, but the actress who played Venus Williams. I mean, both of them were good. Demi yeah, Singleton. but like, Venus was the star. Well, yeah, I guess, because the movie focused more on her, yeah. Yo, they had to, they learned tennis from scratch, man. And the cast, oh, she's left-handed, you know. So she learned tennis with the right hand from scratch. Uh, the Serena actress looks very much young Serena, though. I didn't notice. The, yeah, Demi Singleton. That's yeah. what I was saying. Like, the casting was amazing. As soon as I saw them, I was like, this is crazy. But the, the, other, one, the, the other one doesn't really look like Venus, though. Yeah, but she's a great actress. Sometimes you have to, like, sacrifice look-alike for, for acting. Anyway, but yeah, you're right. We can't finish without praising um, Demi Singleton and Sunny Sydney. I think they're both very good. Um, Ibuka, what were the... You haven't told us the points at which you cried during this film. No, no, but that's the thing is that... Oh, it's just a continuous cry. Like, from, from, the, from the beginning to the end, you just continuous stream. You didn't, it didn't even stop. And Beyonce's song came on and you're like, I'm your wreck. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's talk about him. Let's talk about Will Smith, the Fresh Prince himself. Um, yeah, so before we talk about, like, our favorite performances of Will Smith, I just want to quickly um, talk about him. Will Smith as as kind of like a movie star and this actor that we kind of all grew up with. Uh, just quickly, I just want to apologize if anyone can hear anything in our in any of our backgrounds. It's just like sometimes things are beyond our control. Um, so I mean, in recent years, I think Will has been very open about the fact that he wanted to be the biggest movie star. Like he was almost strategic in the way he wanted to approach kind of stardom and movie action and of that. Like he didn't want, at least for the way I read it, he didn't want Denzel's career. He wanted like Arnold Schwarzenegger's career. Like that was he wanted to be the movie star like everybody knew all around the world. And honestly, for like fifteen years, he he had that where everything he touched was box office gold. Like it could have been a, a shit movie or a great movie and like it would make upwards of like four hundred million dollars. And then obviously he has he then has like a ten year law where like maybe he brought out two or three noteworthy films. I'll talk on this again in a second, but like I think it's interesting with the release of King Richard and the Oscar nomination and the potential Oscar win. Because I'm just thinking, if he wins this Oscar for this now, like, how does that affect his career choices in the next 10 years? Because I think Will is, what, 53? Next 10 years, looking at 63, that's still quite young. Like, Denzel right now is like 67 or whatever. So I'm very worried about Nick, about Will's next film. Why? Why? So it's titled Emancipation. Mm-hmm. It's directed by Antoine Fuqua, who directed Training Day, Training Day and Equalizer and all that. And he's um, also working on the new Shaka Zulu series. Just a shout out to that. Oh, there's a Shaka Zulu series. Yeah, it's being That's it's being written by two Nigerian men in LA. I didn't know that. Their names are Tolu and Olu. So check it out. <laughs> it is going to be I didn't a know show. That. But yeah, without giving the full plot of the film, I think like Emancipation is obviously about a slave. Long story short, and I know I'm not going to watch that movie. Because Django is the only slave movie I've watched. But I'm just thinking, so for example, if he does win the Oscar for this and Emancipation doesn't hit the way he wants it to hit, for example, do we do we get fun Will Smith back? Or on the other hand, if he doesn't win the Oscar for this and Emancipation does or doesn't hit, do we just get like serious will for the next 10 years searching for that Oscar? I hope we get serious will. For Just the for the next, next ten, 10 years. years. No more fun will. Yeah. Why why that's, does it have why does it have to be one or the other? Why can't it be that's why, painful can, for why me. can't it be both? Oh, it can be both. It can hundred percent be yeah. both. I'm just saying. Okay, give me an example of fun will. 
one or one or two on my list. I don't want to spoil my list. Hancock. No, no, no <laughs> I, I don't spoil my list. I love that movie. I love Hancock as well. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be both. But just the way I'm just taking a very uneducated guess at the way Will's career has gone in that he focuses on something and he achieves that thing, right? And I think he did that whole box office thing. I think I, I think Will Smith wants to get an Oscar. Like, he wants to have an Oscar win, at yeah. the end of his career. He wants to add to his four Grammy wins. Yeah. So, like, if he doesn't have... If he doesn't win for King Richard, like, I don't see another reason why Will Smith takes emancipation as a role. Apart from, like... Like, he could have produced this film, like, as a role is, like, I want to be in the Oscar conversation. So I'm just saying, if he doesn't wait for King Richard, does he just keep on doing movies, searching for the Oscar? I mean, some of them might be great, but some of them might also be concussion <laughs> or collateral or collateral beauty. So like how, like, anyway, that's just my own, a little bit of Will Smith, like my fears. Um, I mean, he's, like I said, he's 50 something. He can't do fun movies forever, but he can, I would like a mix. I wouldn't like just 10 years of emancipation. Or concussion. But you also have to think these these kind of scripts don't come around just like that, you know. Like the first of all, he's big enough that he can pick with whatever he wants to pick. Yeah. So for him to pick a movie like Emancipation, the scripts is gonna have to be good. You know what I mean? Like the series. Ah! I mean, it, my by my point between two thousand and seven and twenty seventeen, he had like one or two movies that were good. One or two. Jesus Christ. I had a lot of bad movies during that period. So I'm just like, he doesn't always make the best decision in terms of picking scripts. Also Wild Wild West and Matrix. You know what's crazy? I'm so sad Will Smith didn't pick up Matrix because he would have, because Matrix is so much better with him. I I don't think so. Why? I I don't think so. Oh, nah. I I think Matrix works a lot. I know what you're about to say. And you're going to say, Okay, what I'm about to say. Will Smith would have been too much of a, (laughs) <laughs> like, the thing would have looked too much like break dancing. It would have been too much of a Jesus. Edward. No, that's not that's racist, by the way. I wasn't going to say that, but that's very racist. Um, no, I think all the skills. I think like it, with the shades and everything. Stop being racist. You're being very racist. Um, no, no. I think a lot of what makes Matrix work is that even though Keanu was, he was a semi-star. He was like he had been in two or three like big movies and had been in Point Break, had been in Speed by that point, but he wasn't like the biggest star in the world. And he has, Keanu has this kind of blankness to him. Yeah. Even in John Wick, where he's just like this blank face and you can kind of impose whatever you want on that. And I think that works a lot for, for Neo. So Will would have been, that would have been Will after like Bad Boys, Independence Day. Like, Will would have been too much of a star to have that kind of blankness to him. And I don't think Matrix works as well if we're seeing a movie star in that role. Okay. I don't think, I think he could have done it. Like, there's nothing in the role that I think he couldn't have done. But I don't think the I don't know if the film works as well. Maybe I just wanted to see some Will Smith wisecracks with the Matrix powers. Like, does he even wise? Yeah, does, Neo doesn't. Neo doesn't. No, he doesn't wisecrack. Crack, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe I wanted to see Will Smith wisecrack. The one role I was thinking, I was thinking about this a lot, and the one role that he passed away that I know he would have been very good for, and the movie wouldn't have been hurt, was Django. Oh, I think he would have been good in Django. I think. I think Tarantino would have beat the shit out of him on Django because even I watch interviews. And Jamie Foxx said he came in with his cool, like, pa, 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 and Tarantino was like, you know what, stop that shit. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we would have to know that he's the actor, not the director. Like, he has to listen to, to what Quentin is saying. Yeah, and like, Quentin loves movie stars. I think he would have done a good job with um, Will in that role. Speaking of Tarantino, yeah. yeah. He has three movies where he, three, maybe more, where he reimagines history. So like, there's Django, Inglorious Bastards, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right. Yeah. So 
would you would you accept all the n-wording of those films if history actually went like that like the nazis what? get defeated sharon tate doesn't get murdered why is that coming up in this podcast i don't understand what, how does your brain work okay what wait what does, <laughs> okay, would you, yeah, what do you mean by would you accept all the n-words what does that mean? it makes no would, sense would i don't you know why you're saying all that. the racism in those films just basically would you accept tarantino's racism for tarantino's world basically like where they shoot you and then you explode oh and then anyone could call you a nigger i, I don't i don't know how your brain works but i think it could have been good in django and i think like the movie that works because will can play the core cowboy yeah and he obviously passed that but out jamie was too hard i mean jamie, jamie fox was i mean jamie fox is will smith so it makes sense that like how's jamie fox will smith? jamie fox is the same like cool entertainer movie star that will smith oh. was is and charisma charisma all that yeah anyway let's do what we're here for let's talk about our favorite will performances um okay so let's let's start off kosa what's your number three performance my number three favorite will performance is gemini man <laughs> <laughs> okay i think this podcast is over i think we can the way the way ibuka and i just like our shoulders just slumped i think it's done i think it's done i think we should probably end it here. i don't know what happened we had like you know, a good you know run talking about king richard but like you know how many times i've tried to watch gemini movie? like yeah because i'm making a case three. I'm j- I, my case is that I'm fuck with you guys, man. How can Gemini Man be my third favorite? I genuinely thought you, we thought you were serious. Come on, I, I, anyway. Come on. it's actually concussion. <laughs> no, okay, now seriously, seriously, seriously. My favorite, my third favorite will performance. I I can't name King Richard right because we just watched King Richard. You can if you want. You can. Nah, that would be too easy. I'll say I am legend, man. Okay. Okay. Talk on it. I just feel like you. I felt like I was. I felt the claustrophobia that I would feel if I was the one person left on this mm. planet. Like, I, would, I, I, I really felt it. And just the way he just re- interacted with the dog, like, all through, you could feel the love, you could feel the care, you could feel the loneliness. And, but the one thing I didn't like about Iron Legend is how he changed the end to, so that he wouldn't... Because I don't know if you know, probably you know, because you guys know everything in film, but there are two endings. There's the, there's the ending where... He sacrificed himself yeah. mm. to kill all the zombies. Zombies, and there's the ending where he saves the day. So the original ending was supposed to be the one where he, sorry, sorry, the one he sacrifices himself and blows up everything and saves the day, and then the other one where he's actually the bad guy and he has to give the girl back to the zombies. Is that what oh, happened? No, no. Are you talking about this guy's ending? Because the book ending was actually interesting, very interesting. The book. E- Wait, what actually? What happened at the end of so, I Am Legend? So, Sorry, at, at the end of I Am Legend, the movie, he blows up the zombies and then the girl and her son drive away. That's the theatrical release. Okay. There's an alternate ending where I don't know what. I think they, all of them make it out in the alternate ending. I think in the alternate ending, they're banging on the door and stuff. Yeah. And then he realizes that they actually just want the girl, the girl back okay. and he gives. He gives the girl to and the, they leave to him the zombies and then they oh, leave okay. and they just leave. Okay. And then he realizes, damn. So the book ending is the alternate ending. No, no, no. The book ending is different. The book ending is different. The book ending is kind of like that, but it's deeper than that. Basically, the book oh, the book is actually fucked up. But is so basically the girl that Will kidnaps in the book and that he like starts running experiments on. I think he. What happens is that he discovers that she's not one of them. Or she, like 
he just finds out that she's different in one way or the other. So she starts, so they start getting closer and closer and closer. And then she betrays him for them. And then he now finds out that, you know, they've been evolving. So like, they are not all zombie-like anymore. Some of them look human, which is why she could deceive him, blah, blah, blah. And then they find out that they are actually terrified of him because he leaves his house every day, kills some more of them. So they kidnap him. And the whole point of the whole I Am Legend thing is that he's now a scary story that they tell the kids. Mm-hmm. That, like, you know, this guy's mm-hmm. him. So mm-hmm. he dies in the books as well. But it's just, I think I Am Legend is my number three as well. I'll put it, I'll put it number three. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really good one. He was really good in that. While thinking about, like, the ranking for this podcast, I started realizing, you know, Will Smith can act. I need to see him act more. Like, mm-hmm. when I was thinking about ranking, I was like, hold on, I, this isn't even tough for me. Like, there were like four or five movies that I had to pick from. I didn't feel that I was strong enough. Well, just to clarify, when I say fun, Will Smith, I don't mean as in like, the movie has to be like stupid and fun. I just meant as like, yeah. like, I am legend, I haven't seen it. Well, But is it like, is, is it a depressing movie? Mm-hmm. Like, is it a movie you would watch multiple oh. times? Yes. I've watched it like three times. <laughs> That's kind of what I mean by fun. So, like, that kind of falls under like, okay. Okay, my number three, which is more fun than what I was just describing, is Focus, in bracket, and Hitch. Ah. So, the pick is Focus, but I'm using Focus to kind of, like, signify that entire subgenre. Because I don't think Will Smith does enough charming movies. And I, I don't think he's ever done, like, a flat-out comedy. And I think that's a shame, because I think he's very funny. Yes. Like, he's, I, don't, I can't think of the comedy that he's done, just a comedy. Hitch? Okay, Hitch is, yeah. Rom-com. Yes, it hitches a rom-com. I, was like, I think I could only think of Focus and Hitch in movies where he was just like, just effortlessly charming throughout. He is, as a person, charming, but like, I haven't seen the movies where he does that, right? So, that's kind of the main reason why I put Focus. Give me one fucking reason why I shouldn't do it. I'm drawing a blank. What? I think you should shoot me. Let's be honest, you've been aggrieved. Don't mess around with him, Nikki. He's done hard time. Done fucking hard time. If you had any idea what I was about to do to her... Shut up, man. She was going to be no good to you after that. You you should really shoot me. Fuck. What kind of stuff are we talking about? Saudi bachelor party shit. Saudi bachelor party? Please, come on, shoot me. Just stop fucking around. I'm going to fucking kill you. You'd really be doing me a favor. Cancer. Tumor the size of a peach. Pull the trigger, you'll see. You got cancer. He's on to us. Oh, shit! I knew this wasn't gonna fucking work. You guys suck. Just give us the money. Or what? Or he's gonna shoot you in the neck. I wanna shoot a guy with cancer? He doesn't have cancer, you idiot. You guys really bone this thing. First of all, you gotta wait till she gets my pants off. And then you gotta give me a chance to run. That's how you get the money. And you never drop the con. You never break. Die with the lie. And why'd you come up here if you're so smart? Professional curiosity. And I like boobs. Yeah, I figured it was a win-win. But yeah, importantly, I think like this was a like a back-to-form film for his career because, like I mentioned earlier, he had this like seven or eight-year run after the release of like Hancock and like Seven Pounds, where everything brought out was either bad or not making money or both. But then like he brought out Focus, which I mentioned it in the Bradley Cooper episode, where like Will and Denzel were like part of like the kind of movie stars where they could take this like mid-budget movie with a generic genre story and just, like, make it a big hit. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I can still do that with Focus. Because Focus was, like, 50 million budget, made, like, 160 million in box. It was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm back. Yeah. So I like that about Focus. So that's why it makes my number three. 
Speaking of focus, Mago and I'm not trying to enter that territory. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. This podcast is very family friendly. Can we go to your number two, Kosa? But that that interview that's just just speak just speak of speak of focus. That interview that they asked her, there was a hidden question and she answered Will Smith. And she's like, I'm never going to say what the question was. I was like, that's my boy Will right there. <laughs> They wanted to entangle him with somewhere else. The guy entangled him. My number two, I would say, is Pursuit of Happiness. This is the because number Man. two, number one. But sorry, not to spoil it. Continue, please. I don't want to spoil it because list. A gun pro! Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. You know, uh, you'll probably be about as good as I was. That's kind of the way it works, you know, and I, I, I was below average, you know, so, whoa. So you'll probably ultimately rank somewhere around there, you know, so I really, you'll excel at a lot of things, just not this. I don't want you out here shooting this ball around all day and night, all right? All right. Okay? All right, go ahead. Hey. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. Not even me. All right? All right. You got a dream, you got to protect it. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you you can't do it. You want something, go get it. Period. That movie got me. Like, it was like a god punch. Okay, can I say something actually before before you go on? Because I know you're going to talk about Push of Happiness as well. So when I created this episode, I was like, oh fuck, I'm going to have to finally watch Push of Happiness, aren't I? Yeah. I didn't. Nah, I couldn't off. do it. I, guys, bye. I, could, I good, couldn't. Good I'm, go, I'm, going to, I'm going to go do something else, you man. You never watched this nigga. This nigga is not deserving of my time. Why? Do you think it's a nah. like trauma porn? Movie? Guys, it's not trauma porn, but it's just sad. And I just like I, I can't. Today, I, I I tried. I put it's on Amazon Prime. I pressed today, play. And I was I, like, today I stripped. Yeah, first of all, you did not watch like you didn't watch Aviator because it was too long. Guys, guys, this is the last week you are seeing Banky on the podcast. Today is the day I stripped everything about the <laughs> podcast to the board, deleting the Instagram. Is this your coup? Is this is this your on air coup? I'm no, I'm just deleting the Instagram page, everything. Like you don't de- no. give me those tickets. You don't deserve to go to the concert. <laughs> I'm not criticizing the film. Obviously, it's a great film. Everybody loves this film. He got into an Oscar. But bro, if there was if there was a list of films that I think everyone should see, Pursuit yes, of Happiness. I know this about it. you. I know this about you. No, I'm actually annoyed. <laughs> but you also know this about me. You know I've not seen this movie. <laughs> Nope, I never knew this. You wonder, because we've spoken about this, but like, I just, I can't bring myself to watch it. But anyway, because I continue, sorry. Why? Because it just Why seems like I'll be sad for two hours. No, you, you be, you be, you be happy, <laughs> would man. I, would I really be, be happy? happy? I've seen that, I've seen yes, the two clips of Would happy. I be happy, really? What, the one with him and Jaden Smith? No, 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 not even that. Just like the one where he finally gets it at the end and you're like, this is clearly the end of two hours of stress. I'm, I just I just don't want that for myself. I have enough stress going <laughs> on right what, now. Bangkali, man. It's, 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 what, it's what we're all going through, man. We're all fighting Okay, so for why us. did you make this podcast, man? Because you there are other movies else. that you can love without loving process of happiness. I don't understand. No, it's not allowed. You have to watch it, man. I'm not very yeah. interested in your list. Let me see what you have as number two and number okay, one. Okay, so Kusa, please come talk about pursuit as we... 
Man, nah, I don't really want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Wait, you guys, you guys, it's not if I said this movie is bad. Oh, you guys are wrong for having nah, this Nah, but tip. like, why have you not watched it? Because I don't you know want if I, to if be I was, sad. If I, no, no, no. Well, no, you no. won't be sad, bro. You will, you will be inspired after. Mm, I don't think I'll be inspired. I'll watch King Richard if I want to be inspired. Nah, I can't, I can't, be, I can't believe you haven't watched this film. Yeah, because the problem is that you know, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to screenshot our conversation talking about Pursuit. Anyway, sorry, continue. Christopher, please continue. Yeah, it's a wonderful film, man. Will Smith really captures the fight struggle for the American dream or whatever. Especially, not really American dream because a black man, there's a different dream that you're going for outside of the normal American dream. But just shows the drive that, that uh, Chris Gardner really had. Mm-hmm. You know, what he pushed through to get to where he was. What he had to do to get to the starting blocks, not to get to where he was. Because... All the fights, all the drama, everything he went through was just to get a chance to get to get to the starting blocks. All so, the know? fight, all the drama that he went through was just to get to the starting blocks. Yeah, that's what you guys want me to watch. I say I will not be sad. Oh God, Banky, yeah, but the starting... you're you're a fully developed human being, right? You you need the whole range of emotions. Yeah, so what yeah. if you're sad for like I am two hours? Like so, what if you're sad for like two? It's hours? it's a good sad. It's a yeah, good sad. I watch it eventually, but what sad. if I don't? Maybe I just don't want to be sad. Well, it's not really sad, Maybe man. I watch it. it was like, it was like, child. Maybe I'll watch like, it when, as Ibuka calls it, when the fake pandemic, the hoax pandemic is over. Maybe I'll watch it then. <laughs> we have anti, we have anti, we have conspiracy theorists here. Ibuka, Ibuka was your number two. <laughs> my number two, no, I can't even say my numbers because my number one is pursuit of happiness. Yes, yeah, what's your number? Okay, yeah. talk about, okay, talk about pursuit of happiness while we're here then, since we all know it's your number one. I don't know why Banky hasn't seen this film, but fuck you, nigga. I'm spoiling it. Spoil the film. I don't have a problem with that. So, yeah, like Pursuit of Happiness, this is one of the films that's on my list that I think everyone should see. It's such an inspiring film. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And, like, see, if I was going through anything in life or, like, I had a big win, I think I would just, you know, watch Pursuit. You know how people always say, like, if you win the lottery, Mm -hmm. like 200 million, what's the first thing you would do? Yeah. I would actually just shut everything off, turn off the lights, watch Pursuit of Happiness, cry, sleep, and then wake up with a clear head. Like, that's what I would do to calm myself down, to center myself. But yeah, away from all that, the film is amazing, man. Like, Will Smith has a beautiful journey in, like, a short space of time. And like Kosa said, you know, just for him to get to the start, starting blocks to try and make a life that he wants for himself and his child. And I think... Jaden Smith being in that film. Jaden Smith does a really good performance as well, but he's such a he's the world's best prop in that film. Because like mm-hmm. Will Smith gives a great performance, but it's even elevated because he has this kid to think about. He has this kid that he has to be a father to. And oh God, pursue of happiness, man. And then fam, this part right here, this little part of my life, this is ah, what a film, man. Were well, you what quoting the film just now? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. What what a film. But yeah, Pursuit of Happiness is my number one. I don't know why Banky hasn't seen it and he has the audacity to think you guys should listen to his film and TV podcast. Well, but that's why I'm not a critic. I'm open to all suggestions. Well, our suggestion is for you to yeah, watch so it. watch Pursuit of Happiness, man. Yeah. Damn, nigga. What's your number two? My number two is King Richard. Why do you seem angry now that you don't want to talk about it? Because... <laughs> <laughs> My number two is King Richard. Fuck, re- I don't care about recency bias. I don't care. King Richard is my number two. And it was very close to being my number one even. When I was a little boy, I grew up in Shreveport. 
One day my father took me to town. He gave me this money to pay this white man for something. Back in them days, black folks weren't allowed to touch white peoples. So I went to get a man this money and I accidentally touched his hand. And he stopped beating on me. He knocked me down, his friends come over, they all start stomping on me and beating on me. And I look up and I see my father in the crowd. And he took off running. Left me there with these grown men beating on me. Now, I haven't been no great daddy. But I've never done nothing but try to protect you. Um, my number two is King Richard. My number two is King Richard. Okay, I, good, good. I think this is actually a career best performance. Obviously, I was in pursuit of happiness, but um, like because I mean, like I try not to put like this kind of movies I've just watched on the list, mm-hmm. just because obviously you're so biased. You want time to think about it, but I, I'll be surprised if Will does a better performance than this before he retires or whatever. I think this is mm-hmm. a really good performance. I, um, yeah, I think everything that Will has learned in the last thirty years of acting, I think they all come into fold. Yeah, he gets to be funny in like very one or two pockets. His he gets to act like really act. He's, he has chemistry with all his co-stars, kids, everyone. Yeah, I just think it's a career best performance, and that's that's why it's not my my number two. This next step you got to take. It it would be hard for anybody, but for you, you're not gonna just be representing you. You're gonna be representing every little black girl on earth. And you're going to be the one got to go through that gate. And I just never wanted you to look up and see your daddy running away. Daddy, you always said I'd be number one in the world, right? Let's go out there and show all of those people that I can handle what's coming. And I'm not going to let you down. How could you, Julian? And I'm on his Hancock. Really? <laughs> That's your best Will Smith performance? Not because it's the best, but because it's a special place to me because it was the first movie I ever watched in the cinema. Oh, really? Okay. Like, in my entire life. Yeah. I really love the movie. And obviously, it was before the whole superhero craze. It was, it was cool for me to see. I think it was just like the start, 2008 or something. Yeah. Yeah, just before, yeah. It was cool for me to see a black superhero. And the guy was a drunkard. <laughs> <laughs> this, this Wesley Snipes erasure, man. One day we'll, wow. one day we'll get was, yeah, but, justice. Mm. I, it was the first movie I ever saw. So I guess that's... Obviously, in Loyola, in our boarding school, yeah. we saw Fantastic Four. We but saw, yeah, we saw yeah. a lot of superhero movies and all that. But like, Obviously, there were no black heroes there or whatever. So I really loved Hancock, and sometimes I still watch it. Quick. So that's that's my honorable mention number one. My rule number one is King Richard. So okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. One thing well, I you, have to you say had us, is that you had us there for a second. <laughs> I'm very disappointed that you didn't see it through because I think Hancock is very underrated, very very underrated as a performance. Like mm. all jokes yeah, aside, let's... I really like will in that role any chance to shout out Charlie Theron there is we would take it um okay yeah, African sister <laughs> wait let me give a couple honorable mentions okay go ahead before I give my number one you can do that 
Okay, so Baiki was saying something about Will Smith not being charming for a whole film. And I just remembered this film that I watched. It's a Disney film. And Will Smith plays a spy. Or spies in that disguise. That becomes a frog or something. Yeah, spies in disguise. <laughs> Isn't that a cartoon? Yeah, I really like that film, nigga. Like, I, I don't care what anyone says. It's very, like, it's like, it's very Will Smith. Like, you know, I was watching it and I, I heard the... Because at this point, I didn't know Will Smith was in it. So I heard the voice. And oh, I'm like, wow. uh, Yo, isn't that... Isn't that Will Smith? So yeah, How did man, you just watch it without knowing he was in it? Like, how did you stumble on the film? Disney Plus. Oh. I've got a baby sister. I did wonder if I should put Shark Tale on this list. Okay, my number one. I'm sorry, but like, how funny would he be if my number one was Pursuit of Happiness? You, I mean, Kosa just did a trick where he didn't put King Richard in number three because of recency bias. Then he puts in number Yeah, one. I mean, like, if you guys, like, you guys went on I think, I think he's just covering his tracks. He's too, <laughs> he's too shy to put Hancock as the real number yeah, one. Yeah, but I don't want, let's not, we don't like to attack our guests on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My number one is The Fresh Prince of Bella. I didn't even know TV was involved in this. Are we doing films? No, we're not. Look at this, Nick. Oh, God. Hey, your mind, you're a sharp guy now. No wonder you wanted to go last. I'm not a sharp guy. I just... You wanted to catch us off, guys. I, I was in performances. Then I realized that you guys will do only film. But then I realized if I said, oh, it's not only film, or you guys know that I meant Fresh Prince, and then I'll give up my list. So you guys have to think outside the box, man. Open your mind. As Ibuka says, open your mind and listen to QAnon. <laughs> Look at this fraud. Okay, no, no. I mean, Fresh Prince. What can we say about Fresh Prince? Talk about like legendary starters, like the theme song, the handshake, the inside out jackets, the gun scene with Carlton, the dad scene with Uncle Phil. Like, those are just the Bill Smith things. Like, like I said, King Richard is his career best acting performance, but I think Fresh Prince is still the thing that like we're always going to know him for. Like, he's always going to be the Fresh Prince, Will Smith. Um, I'm sorry, Will. You know what, actually, this works out better for me. You know, the Slimmies of Summer come to class wearing next to nothing, you know what I'm well, saying? Well, it's all right to be angry. Hey, why should I be mad? I'm saying, at least he said goodbye this time. I just wish I hadn't wasted my money buying this stupid present. I'm sorry. I, you know, if there was something that I hey, could Hey, you know do. what? You ain't got to do no, nothing, Uncle Phil. Hey, you know, ain't like I'm still five years old, you know? Ain't like I'm going to be sitting up every night asking my mom, when's daddy coming home, you know? Who needs him? Hey, he wasn't there to teach me how to shoot my first basket, but I learned, didn't I? Hey, I got pretty damn good at it too, didn't I, yeah, Uncle Phil? Did. Got through my first day without him, right? Mm. I learned how to drive. I learned how to shave. I learned how to fight without him. I had 14 great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a damn card. Die with him! I ain't need him then, and I don't need him now. Will. Will. Now, you know what, Uncle Phil? I'm going to get through college without him. I'm going to get a great job without him. I'm going to marry me a beautiful honey. And I'm having me a whole bunch of kids. I'm going to be a better father than he ever was. And I sure as hell don't need him for that. Because ain't a damn thing he could ever teach me about how to love my kids. How come he don't want me, man? Back in the 90s, people might not know now, because obviously film and TV are so intertwined now. Back in the 90s, and even before then, it was very difficult for TV stars to become movie stars. And everyone like kind of points to George Clooney for being the person to yeah. kind of make that transition perfectly. And maybe, I think Will doesn't get in that conversation, maybe because he was already like a Grammy-winning um, rapper at that point. But like, while he was shooting Fresh Prince, he did Six Degrees of Separation, he did 
um, Independence Day did Bad Boys while shooting for like he was making blockbusters well done. And I think Freshman's been around for six years and it's like how many black households don't know what Freshman's of Bel-Air is? Like in whatever country. You know you know why I'm annoyed? Because earlier when you were saying oh like you really like films where Will Smith is charming for the whole movie and you feel like he doesn't do enough of that. I was going to say he gave us six seasons of that with Fresh Prince. Yeah, but I would like a, I would like, then, I would like a movie where he's not, not obviously not Will from Fresh Prince but just that kind of thing. He has it. Fresh Prince is amazing. Though, like, Okay, now let's... Because there's a thing where... I think this might be in his book. Maybe it was an interview somewhere where he kind of gave the impression where he didn't want to be... I think it was this thing about trying to be the movie star, right? Being the Sylvester Stallone or the Arnold Schwarzenegger. He didn't really want to be sexed up. He didn't want people to see him with, like, sexy vision, for, for lack of a better term. He he didn't want to have romantic leads and so like think about like there's a story obviously on sort of bad boys where mike lowry i'm surprised i didn't make any of your list <laughs> i really love it. it should be an honorable mention you especially because i don't i don't think i've watched or i probably watched bad boys on dsc because i don't remember anything about bad boys now nah, bad boys was close so there's a thing where he was shooting bad boys and michael bay they were running obviously this story he said on graham not sure i think he was running human explosion and then michael bay was like take off your shirt and we was like, I don't want to do that. Really? And their their compromise was that he would have the shirt open, and then the explosion would happen behind him. But the point was like, he didn't. I don't think he wanted to be seen as not a sex symbol per se, but like he didn't want to have that kind of vision on him. Yeah. Right. Which is why I think something like Hitch and Focus are such outliers in his in his filmography because he doesn't do that so often. He doesn't really have stories. He doesn't really have romance in his stories. So it's very interesting. I, I don't know. I feel like. It's not too late. He's only like he's only fifty. He can still do it. And I, I didn't even know Michael Bay directed Bad Boys. <laughs> yeah, he was just thirty. Yeah, dude. I don't know if he did one he did and two. One and two. Yeah, guy, I have to start looking for thirty-year-old directors to cast me. Since all these, even Antoine Fuqua, when he did Training Day, he was thirty-two. Can you imagine him giving Denzel instructions? Can you imagine? Hey, speaking of Fresh Prince, yeah. How do you feel about the remake on Peacock? Um. Okay. So I haven't. By the time by the time this is coming out, I think there would have been at least four or five episodes out. So maybe I'll maybe I'll try it. I don't know. But my thing about remakes, my general rule about remakes is kind of the same rule when like a Nigerian musician goes to do a remix for their song with an American or British musician, and people are like shouting like the original is still there. Stop crying. If you don't want to watch or listen to it, then that's fine. Go listen to it or watch the original. This remake. Whether it's good or bad will appeal to some people. Yeah. Mm. Some people are making it because they feel like they have a story to tell. Especially because it's like, it's a different thing. It's not a drama. Sorry, it's not a comedy, it's a drama. And I'll, I might watch one or two episodes. If I don't like it, I won't watch it. Have you guys seen the trailer? Yeah, I've seen the trailer. I don't think, and I saw the original, like, the original thing that first came out, that Morgan Cooper first put out, what, three years ago? Uh, that Will first saw. Like, no matter how bad or good Fresh Prince is, as in this show, it doesn't change the what the original show was. Yeah, yeah. at least to me. So I don't, I, I don't, I never understand the whole point of arguing and complaining. And people are like, "Oh, Justin Bieber ruined Essence." Okay, the original Essence is still there. You can go and listen to it. Nobody's you know, stopping speaking you. Speaking of, I don't think Justin Bieber ruined Essence. That's my hot take. Oh, I, think oh, he I don't did, think so either. He did okay. I don't, I don't think in so fact, either. In fact, I, have, I catch myself singing his verse sometimes. <laughs> I don't care. Take away my black heart. I like. 
my biggest thing to do now is in a group of black people just like oh someone played the good essence and then they played just Bieber. I'm like yeah yeah I played just Bieber on the good one just that's my favorite thing to do when I'm in a group of black people now oh. I will start doing that let people create things if people have an ideas let them do it if, it, if, it's, if you don't like it don't watch it right I don't like people like oh you've ruined my childhood nigga how precious is your childhood that somebody doing something has ruined your childhood what are you talking about like if you don't like it don't watch it like Okay. Yeah, but to be honest, it is annoying, man. It is annoying that to, for you to there's so many original ideas that are trying to push out. You're making another fresh print. Like, come on. Yeah, man, but I mean, the argument would be like, maybe he couldn't get that original idea made, so he had to Trojan horse it in a fresh print remake. Like maybe he couldn't make this idea, this hard hitting drama, quote unquote, about a kid who's moved from his city to another city or whatever. And, is the um, country mouse in, this, in a big city. He couldn't make that story. But the only button was like, oh, don't worry, it's going to be a remake of Fresh Prince. I used to be in the, I was in the Leave It Alone camp. Like, oh, why are they remaking this, blah, blah. But I'm not going to lie, I watched the trailer and I saw some interesting things in there that I'm like, okay, this is, you know, it's a different story. Let's see what they're trying to do. That's literally all I've heard. Man, it's a CW show they are giving us, man. <laughs> I don't know what you saw in that trailer that was interesting, bro. <laughs> No, I but don't just, know. It, okay, see, yeah. It's like, I find things like this interesting. The fact that we can compare the characters now to how they were mm. from the past. Like, good or bad, we're going to go there and be like, oh, this is a different Carlton. Like, this is interesting, you know, compared to how yeah. we saw Carlton growing up. This is a different Will. Uncle Phil is different, you know. They are new teenagers and 20 years old. This, this will be their first prince. And if they, like, if they prefer this to the original, that's ah. fine. Niggas watch Riverdale, man. Ah. Don't yeah, forget, like, so if you've got if you've got a cast of, what, 30, 40 mediocre people doing Riverdale, let 30, 40 mediocre black people do Fresh Prince. I, I watched the new West Side Story, which I love, and I prefer it to the original, but that might, be, that might be blasphemy to someone who grew up on the original. I, I can understand the argument that maybe the landscape is full of remakes and reboots and things like that, but that's not necessarily the it's, creative's point of view. It's not their fault. It's that that's the only thing that people are giving green light for. I'm not blaming the creators, I'm blaming the executives. And if you saw my saw my tweets where Fresh Prince came out, I was like, this is Hollywood executives. Um that I forgot what I said. It's probably NFSW, but they just keep bringing out the same old bullshit. But yeah, I mean, look, I, I might watch one or two episodes to see what it is. I mean, the early boss, the early boss seems to be good. Please leave it alone. Don't watch it. What if it's good? Watch if watch it if they say it's good. Don't don't give them your let the reviews come out first. If it's trash, then stay away from it. Banky doesn't don't give them eyeballs. Doesn't, watch, doesn't look at reviews. Yeah, I like to kind of like make up my own mind. <sighs> but anyways. Anyway, Will Smith produced it, so we have to support Uncle Will. So Yeah, and then exactly. like yeah, if it's bad, it's bad. If it's not good, if it's good, it's good. I'm not watching it though. I've I have one more question. Yeah. I didn't realize this too recently, but is Will Smith light skin? <laughs> no. Oh no! Well, he, come on. The people did complain that he was too light skinned to play Richard Williams. Will Smith is light skinned. Come on. Is I was it? talking to an African American recently, and he was like, oh, yeah, I guess he was basically telling me like, "Yo, it's your time now." That like the time of the light skins like Will Smith that was twenty years ago. Like light skins are cool. And I was, and then it clicked. I was like. Will Smith is light skinned. Actually, I'm looking up some pictures of him and. Will Smith, Will Smith yeah, is light skinned. I guess he's light skinned. I guess well, I was thinking mixed race, but I guess he's light skinned. Yeah. Yeah, Will Smith is light skinned. 
Like if Usui was in Nigeria when we were teenagers, Usui would have been the fine boy that all the girls would have been chasing because they're lighter skin. Kill me. Man said if if he was in Nigeria, if he was in two hundred and nine countries out of two hundred and fifty in the world, he would have been the fine boy. It's it's interesting uh, coming here now, and light skin is like mixed race. Yeah. But when we grew up, yeah, dark skin was like light skin was like Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah, that's what my that's what my original answer was no before I thought about it because like yeah, that's not yeah yeah. Um, I don't know how this man made it without doing like rom coms. He's just he's just very charming, man. Like jokes aside, like you you we were talking about Fresh Prince. Like he has insane charisma like when you say insane that's why i don't know like there's few people in the entertainment industry you guys said jamie fox who have as much charisma as will smith like will smith i trust will smith to be my you see in social situations if i'm going with will smith i trust him to have a conversation with anybody and like make the place lively seeing will smith on like talk shows is one of my favorite things because he just comes and he just like i I think every host i said like when will or jamie come they, they just make everything better the fact that Will Smith would, and I just thought about it, like, is he the funniest person who was never a comedian? Yeah. I mean, we can't talk about it right now because that, that seems long. But I'm just like, he was never a stand-up comic, but he just seems, like, effortlessly funny. Like, we have Fresh Prince, so we have, like, six seasons to talk of. But, like, in movies, you said he's never done a comedy, like a full-scale comedy. There's Bad mm. Boys, and there's, like, Bad Boys for Life. So we have, like, little sample sizes here and there. And Bro, Will Smith is very funny. He is. Like, think about... If if you were thinking of someone to drop, like, a wisecrack or, like, a one-liner, like, the first person that will come to my head is Will Smith. And I trust that it will be funny. It's him. Kosa, before we leave here, and thank you again for coming on this podcast. No problem. Do you want to tell our five listeners about Cracked, your short film, and where they can find it? Oh, really? I wasn't expecting this. Uh, yeah, so... I made a short film during a pandemic called Cracked. Uh, it I wrote it, produced it, starred in it, did not direct it. And uh, it's been in the festival circuits. Uh, it was at the Montreal Black Film Festival. It was at the Toronto Nollywood Film Festival. It's about um, a young Nigerian-Canadian guy and the kind of mental trauma he goes through and how it affects him and his family. Banky won't watch the film because he doesn't want to be sad. He's already watched it. <laughs> He's already watched it. Well, I'm now thinking about you said you don't like to be sad. So, so did you even watch it? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, not really. I just I was like, oh, what I tell him? No, no, no. I don't. Uh, just, just mental health. Mental health. Mental health side is fine. Okay. Because like you're work, you're watching them work through that. But when society is like, nah, nigga, you're not gonna get out of this boot. That's that's difficult, bro. You know that's what that's the hardest part of pursuit of happiness is that he's not even doing anything wrong. The world <laughs> yeah, is society. Just that's just like I'm just like, how do you fight these battles? Like mental health, there's a way to fight it, but like when it's like society saying no, you can't move anywhere. It's, tr- it's stressful. But yeah, sorry, continue about cracked. I'm gonna be releasing it on Mar- at the end of February or at the beginning of March on March first on YouTube. I'm tired of promoting it. I've been promoting it for a year and a half now. Mm. And I just want to release it and allow people to watch. So by the time this is out, it'll be on your so. YouTube channel. And I'll definitely put the link to that in the description to anyone who wants to watch it. Um, this, is, this is like your first real thing, isn't it? My first real production that I worked on. Yeah, yes. that, we can, that we can put. Obviously, you've, you've acted in some stuff. Yes. But I mean that you actually wrote and were behind. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Hopefully, first of yeah, many hopefully. more. And I hope to work with Mr. Popcorn for dinner, Bankole himself. 
sometimes I mean, at this point you know when i was joking around earlier on the podcast that i need to find 30 old directors i already have one here who needs yeah, to cast me in, in, in his next mike is a, is a big boy director now man he has a whole film i don't know you guys exactly, i don't know in this <laughs> we move in this relationship kosa is the one who has done something and put in festivals my own is still my own could still be shit you know i don't talk about it that's a wrap on this podcast and talking about... Okay, guys, can I play us out? Okay, okay, sure. Go ahead. Two things, okay. First things first. Um, Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Go, go what? <laughs> Did you actually... Know, go you're watch. actually not going to say that? No. <laughs> like, literally, you on a Will Smith episode, you said first things first, and you're not going to follow up with Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Like, why are you on this podcast? Oh, God, nigga, you have much pursuit of happiness, man. You know what? <laughs> Fuck this Fair nigga, enough. man. I'm not. I'm not even watching. I'm not even watching any of your Oscar bait films anymore, man. I'll be watching Power of the Dog and like, I like sitting at the end of edge of my bed, like, damn, that was deep. When I can be watching Michael Bay blow up shit, and this guy <laughs> hasn't even watched Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, sorry, continue. <laughs> but anyway, the main playing out I wanted to do was to sing you guys Justin Bieber's verse from The Good Essence. <laughs> Are you mad? Do you have the money to pay for that? Love. Yeah. I pray for this moment. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't need to say any more after that. Thank you to everyone who's listening. Thank you to, obviously, our guest, Kosa. Thank you for coming on. And please, if you haven't, just rate and review us on whatever podcast app you listen to. That will really help us. And you know what? On that note, I'm going to play that bit that Ibuka sang again. And then we'll see you guys next week when we're joined by the great Daniel Kaluuya. Bye, guys. Also, go and watch Kosa's film on YouTube. Yeah, do that. I can't wait to watch that. I pray for this moment. Tell me you never ride for me. I pray for this moment. Tell me you never ride for me. I pray for this moment. Tell me you never ride for me. I'm I'm really against reboots. Even remix. I don't listen to remixes. Like, just <laughs> SS remix. I, I don't listen to remixes. Why not?